The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. Welcome to the Comic Book Rundown. And welcome to another episode of the Comic Book Rundown. This is already starting weird. I don't know what I'm doing. God damn. Okay. Hey, how's it going, Rod? Oh, it's going. How you doing, Bob? <laughs> uh, losing my mind, apparently. That don't, know how to, don't know how to start a podcast because I do way too many of them. Um, and most of them start the same, so I don't know why I'm messing up, but whatever. The, the names have been changed, but... Uh... Yeah, everything is literally the same. Uh, how you been? Uh, you know, not too bad other than, you know, like work, which uh, every day I get closer and closer to the point where I'm just going to be like, yep, I'm just going to have to go blow up a building or something to like not have to work. That's fair. That's I, a joke uh, for legal reasons. But you know. parody, parody, parody. Um, yeah, I don't I, I can't disagree there. I've. Like I want to, I'm 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 like hoping I win a lottery sometime soon. But then I remember I have to play the lottery to win the lottery. Yeah, yeah. So I don't do that very often. Same. Is what it is. Yep. If I had the money to blow on lottery tickets, you know, I'd use it for something else. So. Yeah. True. Like drugs. No. Nah. <laughs> that's something uh, else that, that's just like work it's just expensive costs you money and uh you know destroys your body so so as you guys may be able to tell we are recording this a little early for us i mean i've i've uh i'm not gonna say it was a rough weekend but i haven't been sleeping well this weekend same um, actually yeah i don't know i i think it's just the weather the weather's just messing with with us going from fifth like 30 degrees to 50 degrees back down to 30 degrees you mean going from negative 10 degrees to you know 30 degrees to 50 degrees to... No, it's 30s all week except I was like about, thursday I was about from, from christmas to now like oh yeah like... that's yeah yeah that that was uh that was not great midwest weather yay yay all righty so let's go ahead and get into this book we are continuing on once in future we are currently reading this one's going to be covering issues 13 through 18. Uh, they were published by Boom Studios in 2020 and 2021. The writer is Kirian Gillen. The art is done by Dan Mora, colors by Tamara Bonvillain, and letters by Ed Dukeshire. So I love this beginning. Yeah. <laughs> with with Gran. Um, she's sitting there on like the back patio of the elderly home. Uh, and then this magpie shows up and she's just talking to the magpie. And as she's doing that, the other world bleeds in, and then six magpies show up. I mean six in total, five more show up. Yeah. Um, and so she 
then she remembers this. Not it's not a rhyme. It's it's like a coda. one for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, or if you prefer the other vision, one for sorrow, two for mirth, three for a funeral, four for a birth, five for heaven, six for hell. And she's like, hmm, I wonder which six I got. And then, you know, the... She's like, I hope it's gold. I can really use some gold right now. Yeah. And then the magpies are like, hell. And then she uh, shoots four of them. And she's like, well, not six, two. For joy or mirth. Either way, that's pretty hilarious. I like how the both magpies look at each other. And then one of them just rips out the throat of the other. And sorrow. Like, well, shit. That's not a good sign. So she ends up calling Duncan to see uh, what's going on if, if if things have been brewing. And uh, Duncan answers. And he's like, okay, well, I'll uh, I'll call Rose and we'll get a reading and we'll, let, uh, we'll come over and talk to you tomorrow. And then he hangs up the phone and turns to Rose. And she's just like, you know, you, uh, you still pause when you lie, right? <laughs> Um, so she does a quick reading, and there's nothing. So they go out for a night on the town, and while they're doing that, they get uh, photographed by somebody. Probably uh, some dirty pervert, because Rose is kind of hot, you know. And... Well, she is. But I think I, I think I had said in the last episode that I thought this was somebody connected to Merlin. Um, we're gonna find out that that is not true. So just keep that in the back of your mind. <laughs> Uh, so next day, New Year's Eve, uh, we've got Duncan and Rose going to see Graham, and she asks, like, she sees Duncan. He's like, "Man, you've been, you look tired. You've been, you've been busy." And he's like, "Oh well, just a, just a little bit." And we show a couple scenes of him fighting a bunch of different monsters uh, over however many days. And she's like, yeah, I, I get it. This line of work, is, it's hard sometimes. <laughs> but then he's like, oh, it's yeah, some of it's okay. It, it's got some flash. perks. Yeah, there's a flash to uh, both of them, both Duncan and Rose uh, having a, as Graham says, courting moment. Um, and he does a sly little look to Rose. And this is where Graham's just like, all right, cool. So we just can pretend that I don't know, or can we just skip past that and just, just get out of the way right now? And it was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't give a shit, you know? Uh, yeah. She, she tells him about the magpies and uh, what's going on there. Uh, what, what happens here? Um, this is where she's, uh, she's talking about her journal that she keeps. Um, and, uh, let's see, where is it? Oh yeah. Okay. So they have to find, she's, she's trying to figure out how Mary, Nimue, Nimue, Nimue. Yeah. Um, currently Nimue. Currently Nimue. Uh, how she got a per, uh, not personal Lancelot. So there's only one, well, there's two paths, I believe that they, uh, can take. Uh, one of them is here we go. No, sorry, a uh, Galahad. How she got Galahad, not Lancelot. Yeah. Um, but she so they they have to find 
the lead on who was Lancelot. Um, and then the other loose end is uh, she was working with a bunch of homegrown Nazis to raise Arthur. Uh, so, so they have two two choices. They have to go find the Lancelot, and they have to go find these Nazis. <clears throat> so their plan is to try and find uh, Lancelot. So they actually they one of the um, leads is this bar called the Lancelot Arms. Um, <laughs> so they head to that. And Duncan, well, they all three of them walk in and they're asking about Mary. Grant is showing a picture of Mary to the bartender. And he's like, oh, you mean Elaine? Okay, yeah, I uh, give me a second. Like, hey, you know, we got some friends of Elaine here. And turns out that this is not the road to Lancelot. Not, it's not the, the Lancelot lead, this is the Nazi lead. Yeah. So these guys are all like, hey, Elaine owes us a ton of money. And if you're friends with her, we're going to take the money out of you. Uh, and you need to tell us where she is. Well, he this one lead guy pulls a uh, a knife on Grand. Duncan steps in to protect her, thinking, hey, I got this. And then he gets his ass beat. And Rose even questions. is like, well, he's fought monsters like, like nothing. Why is he getting his ass handed to him by a bunch of backwater pissants? Um, and Grand's just like, well, those are stories dear like this is the, just the, the, the stories give him power against you know monsters and stuff this is just a bunch of uh assholes with beer bottles yeah um so there was a guy standing guard outside of the bar and we see like the the bubbles saying like hail i want to play a game and the guy's just like what the fuck like it's not halloween like get out of here and um the uh, we then see a giant axe go into the guy's head, and I like this detail because then we see that same head being uh chucked at somebody. And we do like for I think the first time I read it, I was like, Well, hold on, he got split down the middle, not his head lopped off. Oh, it's still split down the middle, it's too, still split down the middle, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is awesome. Um, and then here comes walking in uh, the green knight, uh, yeah. This guy yeah. looks badass. And he doesn't look like the other knights where he's like all falling apart and shit. He just looks like beastly. Yeah, and I'm wondering if because Arthur is a tale that has so much difference in how it's told over the years, whereas the Green Knight is literally just he comes in, asks for a game, a year later, he comes back to kill Gawain. Like, I, I wonder if that is because that's just the tale. I don't know. I don't Who know. knows? Yeah. But yeah, so the Green Knight, he uh, he's like, hey, I want to play a game with the with somebody who wants to play a game with me. And the, the Nazis are like, fuck off, dude. And they go to attack him only to literally get decimated uh, left and right. Yeah, it looks like everybody's just losing their heads. Boom, boom, ching. Uh, uh, the the bartender pulls out a shotgun and blows a hole through the Green Knight's stomach, uh, and that doesn't do anything though. So the Green Knight just starts going around. Uh, Duncan, realizing what has to happen, is getting ready to get up, and then he was going to accept the Gawain role, 
But Rose steps in and is like, no, I'll play a game. I I, I know I know what to do. And uh, the Green Knight hands her his axe. And she's like, so I can strike you down, um, and then you can strike me down in a year's time, correct? And he's like, you know the game. Have at thee. So she does. And I like how Gran is uh, just lovingly... Give it a good swing, love. <laughs> And she does, and it splits right through his head. Yeah, it's good. It's like really like that thing gets embedded in, like it goes all the way down to his. Collar it goes ball. through his chin. Yeah, yeah. It he that was a good swing. And Duck is like, well, maybe he's uh he's dead. Like right, he what, what happens next? And uh, they both Rose and and Grant are like, oh, he rises, he's still alive. And Duck is like, well, maybe not. Maybe that was maybe stories change and all that. And then he Green Knight gets up. And uh, it's like, all right, cool. You did a really good job. I'll see you in a year, Gwen. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, I and I know. So I know that the the story itself, uh, once in future, the comic itself is done. So I'm really hoping that within, well, I don't say years in a year time in when they were printed. But like a year in the in here in this world that we do see them come back, the Green Knight come back, like I don't know, toward the end of the series, maybe not the end because I know the last five or six issues is a thing all by itself. Like it, that's like the pinnacle of everything. But maybe like in like volume five, yeah, kind of, kind of fun. Be interesting to see how they handle it. Yeah, one hundred percent. But uh, so they go through and. Uh, Grins, you know, picking their pockets because, you know, she needs information. And uh, what she finds. Um, oh, let's see, where is it? It's like some. Uh, some alcohol or something. Or is it? I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Christmas Day, two years. Shit. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, I guess we probably should have reread this. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. I forgot one of the guys was uh, not completely dead. But uh, they find out from him um, that... Uh, um, so what, what ends up happening is Gran is searching around the place. She realizes that literally everybody's dead. She makes a joke about the uh, the Christmas dinner being expensive as fuck um and even for the bar whatever but there is one of the guys uh the main guy who is still alive at the moment although he is gutted his entrails are it has been a mortal blow oh just a bit and gran is talking to him and it looks like she's going to torture him for information but in reality she kind of um I don't want to say warms up to him, but like sits next to him and just talk to him like a normal being. And um, she basically tells him, like, hey, man, it's like, it sucks. I get it. But uh, we, I really need to find my daughter. You know, can you, what, whatever information you can give me would be, would be great. And she's like, oh, and he's like, well, she didn't say something about a cauldron to find a father for her son. Yep. Um, At that point, Grand's like, "Wow, she's more fucking mad than I thought she was." Yeah, and she even asks the guys, "Like, do you 
needed help along the way. He's like, no, I think I'm... And he dies right there. Dies. Um, yeah, so they end up going. Uh, they She tells Rose to go back to her apartment and uh, do some divination. See well, and to call it in to get a cleanup crew. Yeah, that too. Um, and then her and Duncan are going to go off to the family home. They haven't been there in some time since, you know, they shot her husband, Duncan's granddad. Yeah. And then totally shot forgot. herself, of course. Yeah. Totally forgot that was a thing, but, you know, it's also been a minute since I read the first volume. Well, do you remember, uh, uh, the, we forgot at the beginning of this one where she's talking about his dad. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, your dad was an unstoppable monster killer until, you know, he inevitably got stopped. And she's like, or Duncan's like, I, Grim, I thought you said my dad died of a heart attack. And she's like, oh, his heart definitely got attacked. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So Rose walks in. She throws some pins down. And every single one of them is standing at attention. And in different places, all over the place. All over England and, well, the UK. And so she rushes over, grabs all of her knives, throws them down, and same thing. So it's literally just everywhere. This is not, you know, it's not good. And lo and behold, here is uh, Nimue. And shows up and got a gun to Rose. Be like, hey, we need to talk. (laughs) I mean, there are nicer ways to start a conversation, but. Yeah, like knocking on the door, not just lipping into her apartment, but, you know. Yeah. Um, so what is Mary and Rose meet each other basically and she's like, Hey, you know, who are you? Oh, you're dating my son. Oh, you're Mary. No, my name is Nimue. God, come on. Why can't anybody get my name right? It's not like I didn't change it three times in my life. And you know, every time you guys meet me, I'm named something different because I can't decide what story I want to go with because I'm a story jumping hooker. I mean, she is tied to the two stories now or three. Two. I mean, two and her, you know, actual well, yeah. life, which is a story, you know, also, technically. It's becoming a story, yeah. Uh, I, I like how she's like, where are, your, my, where are your intentions with my son? And Rose is just like, what, is this, this is 1950s? Like, I mean, <laughs> I we're, plan, we're thing, whatever. She's like, I plan on uh, using him until that thing quits working. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So here's my question. So roses are being threatened by Nimue with obviously at gunpoint, but because she is now under the Gawain story, do you think she is at... protected? Yeah, because she's like already she got a destiny. I feel like she is. Uh, it seems legit because the way these stories have worked so far is that you know, like if you're destined to do this, it's gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, because they were talking about in the last volume where when Duncan picked up the Beowulf story, like he is now Percival and he's Beowulf and Beowulf is going to die by the dragon in a later time. But doesn't Percival slay a dragon? Oh, doesn't like that's the thing. Like, I don't know. So those stories are getting intertwined. Uh, So I feel like Rose definitely has a year until she maybe dies, maybe doesn't die. I don't know. But while they are having their sit-down conversation, um, we see the guy with the camera, and he is calling uh, somebody, saying, I think you are needed here. Yep. 
back to Duncan and Gran, and they are at the house, which is now all boarded up. Um, and uh, Duncan even like stops Gran from going real quick, takes off her pack, takes, takes her, her gun her, away from her. It's like, yeah, we're not going to do what, what happened last time. Like, you're not going to shoot yourself. And Keisha's like, yeah, okay, fine. Um, so they go into upstairs into the bathroom and they notice that um, the bathroom is disgusting. Well, yeah, that too. But basically she is she's putting together that to get to the, the, the bathtub is going to be the cauldron. So they need boiling water to get to where they need to go. Yeah. And Back, uh, yeah. We jump back to uh, Rose and uh, Nimue, and um, she's like, you know, hey, uh, um, you know, I want, I want to know, um, I want you to know the story. She's like, yeah, I'm going to tell you a story. You're going to tell me a story. She's like, that way everybody knows what's going on. Um, you know, that way, uh, you know, you guys, you can figure out, you know, whether you actually want to follow what my mom does or not, and you know. You can understand what I'm going through, where I've been, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, you know, she talks about, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, she's like, yeah, she's like, you know, my, my kids, you know, mean the world to me it has been easy for them or for me. You know, we've, uh, um, uh, she's like, I had to leave, you know, Duncan with Gran. She's like, and then, you know, I went out and, popped out another kid because you know i was still trying to push my own agenda and uh using my kids for my agenda is my real life and no wait i mean um <laughs> well i mean that's what her life has become yeah because that was kind of her life it was one of those things that was ingrained in her from a young age like hey this all these stories are true yeah you could do this blah 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 and she just took it to the nth degree especially yeah. after she had percy well duncan um, and how Gran, she says Gran, like she left because Gran was an evil person ultimately, but she also didn't want her to have the grail first. So she came up with a way to get the grail herself. Well, cause she says, she's like, yeah, she's like, Gran wouldn't let anyone have access to a, a, a grail, um, finder. She's yeah. like. You know, she shot my dad. She's shot at me multiple times. She's like, and she's like, I know that if I would have tried to have taken Duncan with me, she would have probably killed Duncan too, just to keep the story from, you know, being able to happen. Yeah. I mean, if that was the case, maybe don't let your daughter have a kid. Like, don't let her get married to then have a kid. Like, I don't. Well, I think it was more along the lines of how she went about having the kids. And stuff. Well, the second one, yes, but the first one. Well, even Duncan. even uh, Duncan. I mean, they named him Percival, you know, as a middle name, like specifically for that reason. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so Duncan is getting boiling water uh, and pouring it into the tub. I am really intrigued because I'm pretty sure, unless you are boiling like multiple pots at once, um. By the time that tub is full, like the water won't be boiling. Anyway, that's just my own. Uh, and actually, it, it depends on uh, how hot or how long you've let the water boil in the pots to bring them in there, and how many pots you're going at a time. Because like if he's got he's got four pots going, 
And if you're taking one, pouring it in, filling it up, start it over again, take the next one, go. Like, if you do the rotation. Oh, you can maybe. get boiling water into a tub. You think so? I know so. So, uh. Oh, you, you've tried to bang a Lancelot before? Yeah, no. Um, so back when, <laughs> um, uh, Jess and I, before, when she was pregnant with Charlie, um, we had that big, uh, this big, um, what is it called? A garden tub in the bathroom, yeah. Yeah. like where they're, you know, and, uh, our hot water heater wasn't big enough to fill it up. So I was like, well, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll warm up water on the stove. That way, you know, I can pour it in there. And then when she gets home from work, she can just, you know, hop into this nice warm. Well, we ended up having to run a lot of cold water in there to, uh, take it down to a temperature that was even bearable <laughs> because it was so fucking hot that, uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But anyways. So yeah, so Duncan pours in the last bit of boiling water. Gran throws in a picture, the picture of Mary into it, and then they cover up the uh, the tub, and they are then transported into the other world um, right in front of Lancelot, the Lancelot, who looks amazing. He looks, looks yeah. like um, he looks like a superhero as opposed to like the rest of them looking like villains and stuff. Well, Lancelot was always a hero. He was the the heroist of heroes in the author. Except for when he bangs his uh, you know, King's wife, and you know, I mean, it was love at first sight, multiple times. Yeah, every time. Again, I'm going to, and I'm not. I'm not condoning what he did, but I am. Uh, I will. Arthur is definitely the bad guy in that story. Yes, because well, Guinevere he... didn't actually want to be with him, and he didn't take a hint. And yes, but I was gonna say I, I once again will give props to Myths and Legends, the the podcast, because they've uh, one one of the reasons why I love this story, the Once and Future, um, is because they've talked about, and I mean I've always enjoyed. Arthur tales, but uh, they've talked about a ton of King Arthur lore. They've talked about Lancelot. Actually, I've, I want to say within the last year, they did a whole like I think two part story on Lancelot, um, and talk about all of his tales. Uh, I know they also did one with the Green Knight. So like they they do a lot of um, myths and legends. Like it's just it's a great great podcast. Wild. I wonder how they got the name. Um, I think he just <laughs> threw it at a dartboard. I don't know. So, um, so back to Mary and Rose, and we see her pulling in the Elaine persona and basically seducing uh, Lancelot, and it was uh, the grandpa or the dad um, taking Mary and with all the boiling water and put her in there to get the actual Lancelot. And she got, uh, she didn't walk away unscathed. Yeah. She, she got burnt bad. Like she, that the reason why she's always covered up is because her arms and chest and, and almost all of her exposed skin, um, got probably like third degree burns, you know? Yeah. I mean, when you boil yourself alive, that tends to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So we are back to Duncan and, and Gran, and we see Lancelot like rushing into the water, into the pool to try and get Elaine out. 
Only, Where is she? Yeah, only he finds a picture and then, you know, turns back to Duncan and Grand and is like, speaks French. Where is she? Um, and then but not he normal calls, French, medieval French. You know, it's fine. Um, and he's about ready to, you know, draw his sword and pretty sure Grand's just like, yeah, we should get out of here. Well, Grand's like, yeah, if we give him a minute, he'll uh, adapt so that we can actually understand what he's saying. Yeah. And uh, Duncan's like, yeah, if we uh, get a chance to live that long. Yeah. 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 Uh, and back to let's see here. Back to Rose and Mary. And again, Mary Nimue is just threatening Rose, basically telling her like, uh, you need to tell me everything about what's going on. And Rose's like, uh, no. Yeah. And she's like, what? And she's like, you need to tell me everything. And she's like, uh, no. And she's like, well, shit. She's like, I was really, uh, you know, hoping that that would work. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then she was by the killer, only the door comes bursting down and in comes uh, some government men. Like some, some SWAT team. Oh, yeah. there's our government interference right there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, is it interference? It did save Rose's life, even though, again, I think she was safe. Although this is why she's safe. Um, and we are introduced to uh, Jason Hempelworth. Uh, he is the government man that um, I guess Rose is always talking to, the overseer. Yeah, she's the one that, he's the one that she calls for all of her cleanups and stuff. Yep. And this is the guy we saw at the end of volume two uh, talking to the prime minister. Correct. So yeah, uh, turned out he was, and we'll see us here in the next, uh, next uh, uh, issue. He was the one that was watching Rose. Well, had somebody watching her. Yeah. yeah. But before we get there, we've got uh, Merlin and Arthur and that is Galahad. Yeah. Um, Arthur is looking bad. He's he's sitting there on the uh, the siege perilous, and he is just like rotting away, which is all actually part of Merlin's plan. Yeah, yeah, to get to get Arthur to be powerful again, um, he has to he has to wait. He has to wait for the Grail. He has to wait for things to come to him. Uh, but. Yeah, Arthur is not doing good. And we're going to see here in a bit. He is definitely not doing good. <laughs> uh, we go back to Grant and Duncan getting chased down by Lancelot. And he's still speaking in French. And Grant's like, man, I don't like the sound of that. And he's like, I said, where is the maiden hag? And what have you done with her? <laughs> oh, this gets good. And uh, yeah, Grant reveals. Uh, hey, guess what? Uh, you didn't figure it out yet, did you? And he's like, figure out what? And he's like, that wasn't uh, that wasn't Guinevere. That was uh, somebody else. And yeah. uh, it pisses Lancelot off. He's like, what are you talking about? This is not good. So as it, I guess it, it shocked him enough that he uh, literally uh, was shocked. <laughs> yeah, he, he, well, yes, but he stops giving chase for a minute. As, as Duncan and Grand keep running on, uh, into a dragon. 
that is, you know, hoarded over, uh, sleeping over a hoard of gold. So, um, yay. Yeah. <laughs> we go back to uh, Rose and, um, shit, I can't remember his name. Yeah, we literally just said it. I don't remember either. Henry? Yep. No. Jason. The G-Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, literally. And uh, they, the his other guys have um, Nimue uh, uh, pinned down upstairs. Yep. And uh, um, the yeah. the government dude is like, uh, "Hey, you know, uh, look, you see the mess you've made." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, and he you know, goes to me. He's like, "Hey, you know, you guys are supposed to be, you know, a little bit more discreet about this. I got people asking me questions. I've got, you know, I've got problems. It's like, and." Uh, one of those problems is, you know, upstairs, and the other ones are I don't know where. Yeah, he he basically was sent in to make sure that and, they weren't overstepping themselves. Yeah, and he he kind of um, he's explaining everything, and Rose just like, oh, this is because we got some cops killed, right? And, and like, now you're auditing us. <laughs> yeah, and you are you are smart. Yes, that's exactly what we're doing. And yeah, so he's there to make sure that they are not, like you said, overstepping their bounds, that they're not getting too wild with everything they're doing. Um, so they're like, okay, cool. Like, uh, there's still a battle going on. Nimue is, apparently has never-ending amount of bullets um, with her handgun while these guys are, you know, running she, away. Running she's, she's running strapped so she don't get clapped, all right? <laughs> Fair. And she's um, actually not firing off that many bullets, really. No, no. But enough to keep them pinned down. Well, yeah, because yeah. no one would go up there and be like, yeah, I got shot by some crazy chick in a hood. Yeah. You know? Um, we <laughs> we see Gran and Duncan climbing the dragon to try and get over uh, away from Lancelot. And he Duncan is being very quiet. Because, you know, he's going to die by a dragon. And Grant's like, eh, it's probably not this dragon. Probably. probably. <laughs> <laughs> but then comes Lancelot just storming in. Like, like, you need to answer me now. What's going on? What's going on? Why am I so confused? Who did I bang? Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, uh, Elaine, or Mary, Nimue, whatever the hell you want to call her, is like calling out to Merlin. Like, hey, I know you're watching. To... Get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, and, and guess what he does? He does boiling water. Yeah, it's not great, but she also knows that um, she she needs to get out, and she's like, "I don't need to go to the Grail Castle. Why? Why are you doing this?" And Merlin says, uh, "I need you to." Yep, with I being like underlined, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm going to kill you," and he's like, "I mean, you are Nimue," <laughs> like, and he, and then she's like, "Oh shit, he knows." Oh yeah. So she gets in the water. It gets, it transports her to the Grail Castle. This pulls Lancelot away from attacking Gran and Duncan. Um, because the lady has shown up. So as they are sitting there, they're talking. Um, let's see here. That was uh, Duncan's like he's uh, he's different from the other knights. Uh, he's prettier, and then. Grant's just like, you know, French. Frencher, you mean. <laughs> uh, you mean Lancelot's from later than Arthur. So if he's later and Arthur's earlier, what does that mean? 
I don't want to tell you this. I didn't want to scare you. Uh, I heard a lot of monster stories creeping around the edges of the 20th century. Uh, I wasn't ever anything like what we're dealing with. Uh, yep, I don't know what's going on. Uh, basically, they're just reconciling. They have no, like, the stories are intertwining way too much that everything is like. There, there's no way to be able to tell which Arthur, which which story is happening because they're all intertwining themselves and it's making it to where they can't necessarily get ahead of it or stop, you know, what's going on. Yeah. Whereas before when she was fighting it earlier and like, you know, when she was younger, it was usually just one story. Just one story would come through. She would take she knew the story, she'd take care of it. Done simple. Now there's so many happening at once that it's just all problematic and she doesn't know what to do with it uh and then at this time is when the uh the dragon opens up his eye and they both go running off um, <laughs> well fuck yep so we hear nimue screaming the lights start to change and then the g-man jason he's like all right stop everybody stop what they're doing from this point on you will ask no questions. You will do exactly as I say. And you and didn't see any of this. Yes. You didn't see uh-huh. anything. We get a quick flashback of one of the guards, one of the guys. Uh, his name is James, meeting with the prime minister. And the prime minister is basically telling him, it's like, hey, so um, I need you to report everything to me. Literally anything you see, anything that is said. You need to come tell me directly. And um, screw Jason, screw the G-Man. He's the old guard. I need I need to know what's going on. Yep. And he's like, yes, sir. Understood, sir. Yep. You, you got it. Whatever you say, boss. So up they go, up the stairs into the bathroom, and they are at the Grail Castle. Um. So that they they go running through it. Well, first, first, um, he's uh, you know, he pushes Rose in the bathroom. He's like, you know, it's like, hey, you need to, you know, get in there and do your stuff. And he's like, oh, by the way, uh, you're probably gonna have to leave your house. Here's the key to the the house across That's the street. Yeah, that yeah, they're getting Rose out of there. So yeah, yeah, and then they go up to the yeah to the other to the other room. Um, yeah, so they follow the trail to see what they see. Um, Merlin tells Galahad he's got to go uh, find Nimue and because Nimue is, is at the uh, Grail Castle, that is the way for Galahad. That's the, that's the only way to, for Galahad to get to the Grail. Yeah. And uh, he and he's like, well, who is this Nimue? And he's like, oh, it's somebody that's very important to me. You know, return with her and the Grail. We, so we we see Lancelot uh, standing over Nimue, Elaine, Mary. Because at this point, he knows that she is none of them. He knows that she is not who she said she was. And he is not happy. So in comes Duncan with Gran uh, from one side. And then in comes the G-Man and his two guys from the other. And it's just like... Well, shit. 
And uh, she's like, Oh, like I said, don't point your, you know, she tells Duncan, say, Hey, don't point your knight at the gun at the greatest knight in the land, Duncan. And then the other guys come in and she's like, Man, didn't I just say don't point your knight or gun at the knight, you ninnies? And then we get one that says, No, it is I who are the greatest knight in the world. And then we get, you know, the fucking centaur, uh, centaur Galahad, Galahad, which they did a really terrible job like hiding that, uh, earlier. Yeah, if you if you see when he's running, uh, when Merlin sends him off, oh look, there's a there's a centaur running away. Like, I feel yeah. like they could have done a little bit better with that. But surprise! Yeah, he like kept everything from the chest up or something. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, uh, Nimue walks up to Galahad. She's like, "Hey, why are you here?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm here to protect you." And you know, the. Uh, Guys are like, hey, uh, you know, we're gonna shoot you guys. And then she tells Lancelot, she's like, hey, this guy's your son. Yep. And he, you know, jumps in there and protects him with a uh, swarthy cutting of bullets that would be the, uh, you know, epitome of any samurai warrior. <laughs> really, any? Yeah. What What I find <laughs> really funny though is that uh, all the bullets that are flying at um, Galahad in this, yeah, are full bullets in the casings. I yes, I like I, terribly, terribly done drawing. Maybe but, they've got special guns that, or maybe these are special bullets. These are special bullets that go bang, bang, and then it's it's like shooting some like uh, somebody shooting at you with a Nerf gun, and you pick up the Nerf dart and you're like bang, <laughs> and throw it back at them. I've done that before. I mean, I have too, but oh. like they're they're literally throwing whole bullets at him. Uh, apparently, um, the the artist that drew this page has uh, never fired a gun or seen a gun fired to know that the casings don't come out of the gun with the. <laughs> no, I who know who knows with that honestly. Either way, Lancelot steps in, stops the bullets. Duncan is very um, surprised, uh, and then the dragon comes in because. Why not have just a cacophony of... Well, it's important to remember that the dragon was chasing them before all this went down. They didn't remember, obviously, because if they would have remembered, they'd have probably skedaddled out the side while Lancelot was busy dealing with the G-Men. They got distracted. It happens. But yeah, so the dragon comes in, bursts out some, like, acid. Fire. I'm not entirely sure. It looks like acid, because his mouth's covered in it, like vomit. Yeah. Uh, and kills one of the uh, the the guard guys, not uh, James, the other one. Yeah, you know, if it had been James, it would have been a whole different a lot story. Of problems. Uh, and then Lancelot goes to attack the. Uh, of course, because he's the greatest knight in the world. So you know, hey, look at this—a worthy foe. Yeah, which just makes me wonder because they are in the castle, uh, and he even saw the dragon when he was chasing after. Duncan and, and uh, Gran. He had other things on his mind when he was chasing them. True. True. He's like, you know, he's like, there's supposed to be a chick here that I'm supposed to bang. Where's she at? <laughs> I mean, yeah. basically, like he needed um, he needed to put a sword into something. All right. He just wasn't sure which sword. Fair. Um, so they're able to get away. The, the group, Duncan, Gran, 
the G-Man and the guards. Um, they get away, and Grant's just like, all right, who the hell are you? Why are you here? He explains he's the Shadow Minister. He's the contact that they've had for years. Um, and that, you know, Rose is fine. We sent her somewhere somewhere safe. And Rose gets to the apartment. Only Where she grab, equips a shotgun. Oh. <laughs> grabs the shotgun, a shotgun, and goes running back to the um, the other world. The the well, the portal to the other world. Yeah, it's I the 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 one guy, the guard, is losing his mind, which is great. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I, I love how the dude keeps being, hey, remember, no questions. And yeah. he's like, wait, what about this? What about this? And he's like, dude, I said no fucking questions. Yeah. See, he should have put him down right then and there. Oh, I he mean. Kept asking, well, you're not wrong. He kept asking questions. Um, And look, I mean, it's not like he could just, they're in the other world. He could just write this guy off as, oh, you were killed by a dragon too. Whoops. Whoops. Yeah, but then, uh. Then, you know, Grant's like, hey, you know, this is a pretty clever scheme. And she, he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, it's like, uh, you know, we're in the grass, the Grail Castle, Duncan. Why do you think that is? Yep. Uh, so they go running for it. Back and... to, we see a quick panel or quick page of Merlin and Arthur. And like I said, Arthur is just gone. He's deteriorating. <laughs> Merlin, I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, don't worry. You'll be fine. This is all part of my plan. Yep. Uh, Nimue and or and Galahad. Nim, he Galahad got Nimue out, and she's trying to talk to him as you know, mother and, and son. But Galahad's like, Yeah, I don't know who you are, lady. I have no idea who the hell you are. Yep. And, and Nimue is just like, You Merlin, you bastard. This is a bunch of shit. Um, so she, uh, she notices that the maggots that are all over Galahad uh, start doing some writing, and it's Merlin talking to her, saying the Grail are all is lost. So she convinces Galahad that the uh, the Grail is back in that castle, and he should go get it. And so he does. He turns around, and rushes off. She starts a quick fire to talk to Merlin, and uh, this is when he talks about how uh he knew that she was she saved percival and you know this and that and the other oh, that, yeah that and that she will kill him at some point in time <laughs> and it, she's it, like well yeah i mean you just set yourself up for it literally so i mean <laughs> yeah well you know it, he's it, like man i've been through this story enough times where i know what the hell's going on so yeah so he's he is gambling right now because he needs the grail to save arthur uh to make him one to make him the king that needs to be. Um, and so he is putting a lot of pieces in the place and there's a lot riding on this. So yeah, we get back. Rose comes in, we see her popping into the castle. Uh, and then we see, I don't know. Is that the dragon hand? I don't know what the hell hand that is. That's going after Duncan and, and them. That's a great question because I don't know either because it doesn't look like the dragon. It, it's like a green hand. Glowing hand. Like Green Lantern show up apparently, which I don't know why he wants to grail. 
It wouldn't work anyways, because uh, all the letters are in yellow, so. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, so they get away from that, uh, and they end up getting to, um, I guess, this the Grail Holder. I, I, don't, I can't remember who that was. But Galahad's already there and saying, you know, uh, you know, he, he's going to get the grail. And then uh, they, so, you know, Duncan tries, out, of course. Yeah, they, Duncan tries to fight him, you know, and he's like, uh, you know, the king needs a grail. And he's like, hey, he's like, you know, no can do. And then, um, excuse me, uh, Rose shows up and uh, she's like, hey, who do you stand for? The, and, that is the grail talking. Yeah, the grail. And uh, both Duncan and Gawain are like, uh, me. And then she's like, Duncan. And she's like, what? And she's like, oh, Percival. I mean, Percival, Percival. <laughs> because story, you know? Yeah. Stories are important. And, um, uh, but because that happens, like, she's going to get electrocuted by the Grail, like the one dude did who said that he was there with, you know, Gawain instead of Percival. Yeah. Or the Gawain that was there before that said he was with uh, Galahad instead of Percival. Uh, since she's the new Gawain, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> Uh, Galahad gets away with the Grail, and because he's you know part horse centaur, he is uh already like as soon as he breaks through the wall, he is gone. Yep. So, that's and we get the one guy still asking questions. Always. Again, maybe that should be a red flag, but it's whatever. Uh, and then Rose sees the dragon sees the sword that's in the dragon and she feels and, bad because it's hurting him yeah so she goes and she takes the sword out which in turn makes the dragon uh grateful and they use the dragon to chase after uh galahad which is pretty awesome um let's see here yeah, so in the the final uh, issue, we got the dragon chasing them. Obviously, um, Galahad is getting tore up by the dragon. Oh yeah, he gets peppered with a bunch of bullets, yeah. and then the uh, Grail falls to the ground. Um, well, yeah, and Merlin, Merlin's there. He's he is distraught because this he knows this kind of has to happen. That that Galahad has to fall, but Nimue is there and it's like, hey, you need to save him. Like, you need to save um, my son. And yeah, because he's like, you you can't do that, you know. Without without Arthur, this is all for nothing. And she's like, no, without Galahad, this is all for nothing for me. And if it's all for nothing for me, it's all for nothing for you too. Yep. So as he Galahad is limping, I, yeah, limping. I mean, he's got. He's yeah, body. He, he can still um, Yeah, <laughs> he is. Uh, he goes back to pick up the Grail. Merlin puts up like a firewall of sorts to stop him, to protect him, to stop the dragon. Yeah, yeah. But as Galahad goes to pick it up, the Grail disappears, disappears because he intervened. Um, he he says, "You know, I am a blighted creature from the." place far from heaven uh the grail could not stand my presence 
uh, go now swiftly, return to Earth. You have saved your son, and the realm will suffer. Will suffer. So, yeah, the Grail is gone. Like it, the everything that Merlin put into place means nothing. So they get off. They know they have to get out because the uh, the group, Duncan's group. Uh, yeah, knows they have to get off the dragon and get out of the other world because it's kind of starting to. It's collapsing, basically. Yeah. Um, and they realize that there is no tether because last time they were in here, Rose had a candle to tether them to yep. the real world. Um, so Grand, with some quick thinking, realizes that the um, the the cauldron is still still bubbling so if it's if it's not boiling if it if it's back to room temperature uh in theory that should bring us back luckily it did so and then we got the the uh the one guard who's just like he's lost his mind he is uh he's in complete shock and then the g-man's like you know what um yeah, no, I see what you're doing. Everything you've done is all right. up, on the up and ups. You guys are yeah. keeping in exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, everything returns uh, normal. We're we're good. Um. So let's see here. Uh, they they Duncan and Rose take uh Grand back to the the home, the old folks' home. Um. And then invites all of them in for uh, what, uh, just like a nice uh, I don't know, a, a nice family New Year's meal. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, we see Arthur. He is about dead. He is. I mean, he's, he's covered in maggots. He's, you know, being, you know, yeah. Slowly dissolved into the ground. Galahad is just distraught because he had the grail in his hands and he failed. Merlin's like, I failed. Like everybody is is all distraught. They're all like the the tale is over. We're we're done for. My story ends for now, unless someone has learned something. And you know, Arthur's like, Don't speak in riddles to me. This is failure. And uh, you know, Galahad's like, oh, it's all my fault. I'm a Bad night. I'm not even a good night. I'm a mediocre night. <laughs> Anyways, we go back uh, to the uh, um, we're back to London, back to the Prime Minister and uh, the G Man, Jason. And Jason's just basically telling him, it's like, hey, you know, everything's on the up and up. Like, what is being done uh, needs to happen. And there we go. But then the Prime Minister is just like, yeah, that's not what I heard. Um, because that's when James walks in the the guard and starts talking to the prime minister, telling him everything that happened, and and, th- and that he's got you know body cam footage of everything that was going on. Yep. Which I'm curious as to how that would have worked if they were you know like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say like like contact lenses something, but. Well, I meant like how how would you know how would they like I assume that these guys when they're chosen for this job, you know, they go through and they don't have anything like that on them. 
and that you'd assume that they'd be watched for shit like that. But anyways, well, normally yes, but because he had a special assignment from the prime minister, he probably had some special clearance or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. So the uh, Jason's just like, sir, you don't understand what you're doing. You you can't know about this, basically. Yeah, um, and he's about ready to put the the guard oh, James boom. down. Like, yeah, oh boy, his head. Um, but he gets stopped. He gets taken away, and the prime minister's like, "All right, James. So um, don't worry about him. He's a a bygone era from an older age." And I totally ruined that uh, saying, but whatever. Either way, he uh, he gets all the information he needs from James, and he's like, "All right, cool." So, and then he tell he puts it out on the fucking like five o'clock news or whatever the hell it is. He does like a special report. I don't know if this is this has to be the same night, right? Like, I would assume just, so. Yeah, they had just sat down to relax because I think I assumed this was like the next morning, but um, no, he had just said they had just sat down to relax in the home. Duncan and and Rose are just sitting there nicely. Uh, Grant has got, you know, a glass of whatever. And on pops the Prime Minister and he's basically saying, hey, so um, we, there's a lot going on behind the scenes and I want to tell the people the truth. So here is this body cam footage that we have. It's a little gruesome, but uh, now everybody knows. Yep. And this is one thing Gran has always said. She said it a lot in the last issue, last volume. Like, the more people know, the stronger the story gets. Is. Yep. And so by this guy revealing this, by the Prime Minister, showing this body cam footage to literally everybody in the UK, in England, in everywhere, it brings story back to life. Which means, here's Galahad in the other world, holding the grail full and we've got um merlin who's just like yep this is what i hope for um Bors has done what i needed him to do he drank from the cup of knowledge and now we can save our king so they give arthur the uh the 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 grail and he comes back whole. Well, so he thinks. Well. Because Merlin even says, uh, I think not, but it's a start. Yeah. Um, and so. And then he's like, ah, I believe there's a man in this country who thinks he rules it. I'm going to go explain to him the error of his ways. And, and live on TV, man. Yep, Here comes the, Arthur. Uh, Prime Minister gets his head cut off by. Uh, I can't even the Saxons. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure about this power that um, Arthur has where he can turn people into maggoty, you know, flesh monsters, but. Um, well, Arthur. Yeah. Maybe that's one of those stories we haven't read yet. I guess so. <laughs> but, um, and the worlds get merged. Yep. And, uh, yeah. That's, There's monsters and everything, and that's how it that's uh, where we end. Ends. Um, I have read the next volume. I don't remember it, but I remember 
I remember some of what's going to happen. So um, we're in for a treat when we continue these on. Hopefully, sometime this year, the uh, the next the final Gluebox edition will come out, and I'll, I'll get that. But uh, yeah, so right now it's going to be a minute before we finish up this tale. That being said, though, if you guys really do want to go check this out, which highly recommend, all the issues are out. Um, I want to say the sixth and final trade will be out later this year. Actually, I think I saw the um, uh, the solicit for it uh, coming out in like March or April. So go if or you know go try and find the uh, the single issues. Go check out the story; it's so good. Yeah, so, it's it, well. What I've read so far is pretty badass. Like I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm not farther too much farther from you. I, like I said, I've only read the next volume, volume four, and um, and there's two more after that. So I'm loving it. So good. Um, but yeah, so. That's it for now. You guys can find us on Twitter at Comic Rundown, on Instagram at Comic Book Rundown. You can email us, comicbookrundown at gmail.com. Rate and review us on your podcasting app of choice or through social media or even uh, email. Uh, we will read it on an upcoming episode. We have merch over on Redbubble and TeePublic, and our song was done by Joe, formerly from Record Podcast and formerly of One Half of the Sex Turtle. Uh, Ron, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me uh, good at this game on Instagram, uh, TikTok, um, the bird one, uh, Twitter, uh, <laughs> and uh, probably some other places. Who knows? Out and about. You can find you out and about. That's um, right. Alrighty. So that's it for now. Um, thank you guys, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.